I'm Christina. And I'm Megan. And And this this is is The the Aftermath aftermath of Sex. started (laughs) it has started that's how you are every time i don't want to start i don't want to do it it's true but here we are here we are we're we're, starting we're starting and i'm going to talk about some stuff today welcome yeah where where um have you been all my life (laughs) me (laughs) yes do you feel, I feel like I haven't seen you in a long time. No, I think it's been like 10 days or something. It's been too long. Yeah. So that's not acceptable. Yeah. But it's okay. We're here now. Okay. That's fair. And I'm going to see you two times on Monday because you're going to come to my class. Yes. If you remind me. <laughs> I will remind you. Don't I, worry. So I have this really bad habit of forgetting. Yeah. She, well, okay, she says it's a really bad habit, but let me tell you that this is the eighth year that I've asked her to come and visit, and I think it really only happened twice. So well, That is terrible when you're going to... Well, <laughs> I think it happened the second time, or second and third, like twice max, because then I just remind you. Yeah, I think what happens is I forgot, I forget to put it on my schedule right. at yeah. the clinic, right? and then... People need to get in to be seen. And so I'm like, oh, I'm not working. I'll just yeah. fill it in there. I don't think that's what happened. Yes, that's what happens. <laughs> I think you just forgot and just went on with your day. I did you not. probably went to like. I no. I was going to say go take a walk in Alaska land, but it's cold outside this time of year. So. I did not do that. <laughs> You're so mean. I didn't do that. I was no, probably think- diligently taking care of women. I'm sure that's what it was. <laughs> I was positive. You know what's really sad yeah. is that I can get reminders and I will forget my dog. Like, yeah, I, you you get. No, I have multiple reminders. If it doesn't remind me like 25 yeah. times, it's not going to happen. And if I don't write it down, it will definitely not happen. I think this this is a syndrome of the active mind. Maybe. And so like the other day we were going to meet because um, before we had circumstances yeah. that didn't allow us yeah. to meet. And I had worked my day yeah. and I was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to go hang out with my spousal yeah. unit for a minute and, and see how he's doing and then yeah. go and prepare for recording and then i sat down to like start editing um the interview with my grandma which yeah. by the way i'm super excited about yeah me too and realized after i got a phone call from the hospital that i had forgotten it slipped my mind to go and round on my lovely patient who is waiting to go home i know i was surprised when you sent me that message that you had forgotten to do that and, and i was what happens yeah but that was not busy. the reason we couldn't get together because i would have just went and no, taken care of my little gal and was, then yeah. it was a different reason it was it was because my little six-year-old was running around the playground and ran like full speed ahead right in the middle of her forehead into the corner of playground equipment. And I've never seen 
Um, the pictures of her it, forehead. It doesn't even do it justice. I mean, this child, her eyes are displaced by the giant <laughs> well, swollen hematoma so that she has. My The only other time that I've seen a goose egg nearly as big. I'm sorry, Mom, I'm going to tell your story. But my we went to my cousin's uh, my cousin, my nephew, his baseball game. And there was a left fly ball oh, like that hit her right yeah. smack in the middle of the noggin. And your mom, she, my poor mom. Oh. And she went down like she, it hit her so hard. It knocked her out. Oh my gosh, are and you kidding me? it created the biggest, yeah. and it was probably bigger than your babies, honestly, yeah. but that's the only other time I've seen one. So wow. big, but it just is so sad because then what happens is that blood collection right. in that area all it's, goes down and then they have raccoon bruised yeah. eyes for She's starting to develop the bruising. bruising. Yeah, it was really funny because I, I stayed home with her because I wanted to make sure that she didn't have any symptoms of a concussion and just watch her really well. Yeah. And then I sent, I think it was the next day I sent my daughter. No, it was that day. Yeah. I'm certain. I can't remember, but my daughter works at a clinic and my older one. And I sent her a picture and she was like, the doctor here said you can come and do a CT basically like for free in case you're worried about her getting a, a school fracture. Yeah. And that was very kind. I thought I, yeah. I was not concerned about that. I really think it was just very, um, not a school fracture. <laughs> very not a school <laughs> fracture. I mean, I, but you can't really know. You can't for know. Sure. And... You can't really know for sure, but yeah, she's been, I mean, she was even, that night she was doing better. Like yeah. she was running around and playing with the dog. And, oh, I bought her um, totally a helmet. Here. No, I didn't. <laughs> but, <laughs> I didn't buy her helmet, but I should. Um, bubble but, wrap. Bubble wrap. Yeah. That's it. I just, sometimes when I picture, like my son's going to start driving and I just want to bubble wrap the whole yeah. vehicle. No, you can't, but just go get him the driving course that we talked about. Yeah. And give you some peace of mind. Okay. And then he's going to... He's taking his test on Saturday. There's... Yeah. yeah. We were out for a fire drill today and there was... We were all over the place, but there was a truck. (laughs) So we were all standing out in the parking lot for the fire drill and there was a a student was leaving. I guess he was just like, ah, peace out, fire drill, I'm leaving. And, um, And he was driving a little fast and one of the teachers next to me, he said, yeah, drive faster, take risks. (laughs) (laughs) Take risks. It's fine. No, don't do that. They just make silly choices, these kids. I Listen, I know that some of you are listening and we love you, but could yeah. you have, could you do anything that would help your frontal lobe make better choices? Well, if they're listening to this podcast, yeah, they're do- they like to learn stuff. That's great. So I, to all of you. yeah, we love you all. Yeah, and don't you know drive, who you are. Don't drive you fast know. and don't taste, take risks. And if you know me, you have heard this many times. And don't let there people are... drive in your car with you when you are still on provisionals. Word. And don't be driving cars that right. aren't your car when you no. don't even have a license. Oh, yeah, that's fresh. That's <laughs> too fresh. <laughs> We're not naming any names. No names. None. Oh, that's funny. Anyway, okay. Yes, we are mothers of teenagers. We are. It's a real deal. <laughs> Okay. Should we do what we're here for? Let's do it. We could, 
<laughs> we could talk forever. Yeah. But um, especially when we're, we haven't seen each other for a while, we just yeah. want to talk about all the things. Yeah. But we um, are excited about questions that are coming in that you yeah. want us to ask each other for yeah. our um, own interviews. Yeah. And um, so keep those coming. And that'll be coming out in the near future-ish. Yeah. Um, and watch out for some other exciting things that I won't mention because we're not ready to mention it, but it's exciting. So get excited. Okay. Get excited. Yeah. And then, um, share your stories, share your stories, all of them, please. Badgy tales, birth adventures, breastimonials, prolactinomias. Yeah. (laughs) Wait, what? Prolactinomias. (laughs) Any pituitary surgery? Prolactinomas. Prolactinoma. Okay, let me be real. Or any um or anything yeah. that's you know yeah and you can affected share, you. Yeah, you can share them to our um at our website, which is the aos411.com. There's a nice handy little form there you can fill out, or yep. you can share it to our email. Yep. At the aos411 at gmail.com. Yes. Yeah. And um you can always, you know, call us. Just kidding. <laughs> I was like, Christina, you can give your phone number. Listen, <laughs> I, I'm i getting the phone calls all the time. I That's know. just my norm. Yeah. So I don't mind. Okay. But hit us up on email. Yeah. Or Email's the website. Yeah. And share all your stories. Okay. Nothing is too funny, too sad, yeah. too serious for us. We I, want it all. We do. We want it all. Okay. Okay. Go ahead, Megan. What you got? Well, I have a myth for you today. Yay. So I think, you know, when you first find out that you're growing a human, it's a tiny human, a tiny little human, it's very exciting. And there's lots of changes that happen and you have to like adjust your life and the things that you do and do you know you feel well, not necessarily, I guess. I, my favorite thing to say is even if you're planning pregnancy, you're planning it, you're expecting it. You find out you're pregnant and you're like, what right. have I done? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if it's like your first, well, first time, sixth time. Everyone's different. Yeah. And um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, well, I'm I'm hopefully here to dispel one myth. I like it. Dispel it. Okay. So we are going to talk specifically about like heavy lifting during first trimester of okay. pregnancy because the recommendations do change as your tiny human grows. Better. Yeah. But okay. We'll talk about first trimester. Which ends um, when? Yes. We're, I'm going to get Oh, there. sorry. Gosh. Yeah. Okay. My apologies. I'll. Well, let me start with that. <laughs> <laughs> you did it to so, me. I had to I do know, it to you. I, I was just thinking that. <laughs> Okay, so ACOG, which we talk a lot mm-hmm. about ACOG, they're the American College of Obstetric and Gynecologists, and they define miscarriage or early pregnancy loss as um, a non-viable intrauterine pregnancy with either an empty gestational sac or a gestational sac containing an embryo or fetus without fetal heart activity within the first 12 and 6 seventh days of pregnancy. Mm-hmm. So up to 13 weeks, essentially, is your first trimester. Okay. Okay. You agree? Yep. Okay, good. You were looking at me. No, I just, that is a mouthful. It is. Yeah. So basically. It's, can we just, can we just for one minute pause yeah. and say, why are things so complicated when you're writing them out? Why do we have to be so specific? Well, that, well, I think um, if you're not specific 
and this is just me off the then people here. can take too many then liberties people can take too many liberties i yeah. like and it so i think it and for a lot of instances if you can be specific and you, you should i agree yeah. i just like to you know sometimes i have to read something seven times me before too. i really grasp Understood. what they're telling me, me too, it's really frustrating yeah. and can you imagine like people who are not in the medical field how oh yeah confusing it no is kidding. to find good information yeah. but that's why we're doing this yeah 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 so we'll just disseminate it for you i love it yeah okay so zero to 13 weeks is considered the first trimester and i think just some important terms to know and i didn't understand this until i became a labor nurse but there are terms that we use interchangeably that maybe the lay people don't necessarily yeah um know about. So anyway, the term miscarriage, spontaneous abortion, and early pregnancy loss are all basically uh, the same thing. And they, those terms are used interchangeably yeah. throughout the literature. Yeah. And there's lots of literature. Yeah. So spontaneous, spontaneous abortion, abortion can be really offensive to some people yeah. who have had loss Yeah, and they don't want abortion associated with yeah. their pregnancy history, but it's not. Abortion um, is a term Used, used for, for pregnancy loss and there's different types yes, of abortion exactly so today we're talking about spontaneous abortion yes which is a miscarriage yes yeah um up to 26 percent of all pregnancies end in a loss one in four yeah it's a lot yep and 10 percent of clinically recognized pregnancies end in a loss during the first trimester yep are you going to ask me what clinically recognized is? You know what, Megan? I was. What is clinically oh, recognized? I you were just going to tell me because you already know. Oh. Anyway. Um, so. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> so this is a pregnancy that is visualized through ultrasound or um, there has been pregnancy tissue that has been identified yep. after a loss. Oh. So many women have like a positive pregnancy test and experience the loss before their first appointment, which is generally when that first ultrasound is going to have. Mm -hmm. So that's where that, uh, so this accounts for like that other 16%. Sure. So 10% is like, you've seen it with your eyes. Yeah. Basically either through ultrasound or visual. Yeah. And 10% is one in 10 people. Yeah. It's, it's not lot. very common or 10 in a hundred. Yeah, but that's still a lot when you're, it's a lot of people who are experiencing this when you're thinking about the loss. amount of people who get pregnant. I that guess. is very true. So. And I think that loss exacerbates numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So um, 80% of all of these pregnancy losses do occur within that first 13 weeks, mm -hmm. that first trimester. So most of them happen um, early on. And, um, 50% of these cases um, are due to like fetal chromosomal abnormality. Mm -hmm. So there's some kind of genetic, you know, you got to have the cells come together just perfectly. Yeah. And they just don't always do that. And so it's just kind of. I like to use the zipper method because yeah. I, if you I ever watch, visualization. if you ever watch DNA connecting, yes. it's like a zipper Fascinating. and the zipper like that you're pulling up on your sweater or your whatever that is, you know, connecting. The DNA sequencing, the chromosomes that come together happen in nanoseconds. Yeah. It's nanoseconds. Yeah. It's so fast. Yeah. And if at all one little tongue of that mm -hmm. zipper is missing, that will cause an abnormal chromosomal feature yeah. in your pregnancy. Yeah. And your body is really good at identifying that abnormal right and saying this isn't a good situation mm -hmm. and here i go and it will expel the pregnancy yeah yeah 
That's really interesting. That's not your fault. No. It's not your fault. Absolutely not. You can't cause it nor prevent it. It just happens. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. Super important to know that. Yep. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. Sorry. I took over. No, No, that's fine. (laughs) And we are going to do like an entire length episode on infertility and um, reoccurring pregnancy loss and stuff. So this is just kind of a little. It's a little snippet. Yeah. This is our myth. So. Sometimes um, the loss can be related. Well, there's different things that can cause it. Mm-hmm. So 50% is this chromosomal abnormality. And then, of course, there's the rest. So it can be due to infection, um, can cause it, um, like hormonal issues, like mm-hmm. maybe a uh, not not enough progesterone or something like abnormal that. Abnormal thyroid. Abnormal thyroid. Yeah. Um, any uterine or abnormal uterine or cervical conditions that would make it not an ideal environment mm-hmm. um, to grow a babe. Um, yeah, thyroid disease, um, like very low or very high body mass index, BMI, um, and things like uncontrolled diabetes, stuff like that. So that's just a kind of a short list of other things that kind of have an idea of. Um, also, heavy drug or alcohol use can be a factor, too. And we're talking, like, pretty heavy. Yeah. Um, I mean... It's not when you are out drinking and you don't realize yeah, you're pregnant. It's, like, like, daily. I had... I um, I took care of a gal who had a loss. And she had, she was a very, very heavy drinker. and But, like, a lot of drinking. Like, um, like a fifth of like whatever day yeah Mm -hmm. pretty hard um and it was it was very sad it was terribly sad but it was an earlier loss Mm -hmm. um but it seemed to be attributed to that yeah yeah um i had i have a question about the statistic you said 80 percent or 50 percent and in the chromosomal like the the mishap 80 percent of cases occur within the first trimester yes 50 percent of those okay okay yeah are from the chromosomal are the chromosome only 50 percent huh i thought it was more than that but okay that's what i found yeah no i think that that's yeah i think it's probably accurate i just never knew okay i just figured that it was mostly the issue you know yeah well you just think of how like how impossible oh my gosh that connection of yeah. dna sequencing is how or chromosomal we... sequencing and then how quickly it's expected to happen and it's just supposed to make us beautiful babies i know you yeah. know yeah it's know. kind of it's a crazy wild. place no it really is it's wild yeah uh, yeah no definitely um okay so you know what can't cause a miscarriage in the first trimester what heavy lifting heavy lifting heavy lifting so, um, <laughs> do you know what's like, funny? I forgot what we were talking about. Like, I forgot because we were talking about <laughs> we so off the rails. No, I kind of went in a different direction, but Back. I just wanted to talk a little bit about things yes. that do, you know, that are yeah. generally out of somebody's control. Yeah, you can't, They're, you can't cause that. Yeah, you can't prevent it. Yeah. It, just happens, it just happens, and it sucks. Yeah, and it's very, yes, very sad. yeah, it's really hard. But what can't cause it? Yeah, is heavy lifting. Heavy lifting. Okay, so in this first trimester specifically, though, but I looked at the CDC, um, and they have, like, lifting recommendations um, based on various factors. Yeah. So um, I, if you did want to look at this chart, it is linked in the show notes. Um, and theirs isn't – they categorize it, and this was the best thing that I could find when I was researching this, but before 20 weeks and after 20 weeks. Yeah, So we're sure. mid-second trimester – 
Um, but I would say it's pretty safe. Like if you kind of stick with that, you know, first trimester thought about these lifting things, you're going to be in good shape. Yep. Um, so under 20 weeks, um, a woman can lift up to 36 pounds, depending on where she is lifting it from and how she's lifting it. So, sure. you know, you don't want to like, well, body you mechanics, period. You be ergonomically be, correct. Yeah, exactly. Sure. You don't want to like bend over all wonky weird and yeah. pick up heavy Wonky things. weird. Wonky weird. Yeah. Don't be wonky weird, guys. Don't. Well, not when you're lifting anyway. Yeah. Wonky weird. Wonky weird. Um, the National Institute of Health, Health also has an article published that shows um, specifically for op occupational and job lifting purposes, because that's really where most people are going to be doing their lifting. Yeah. And um, we'll talk about, you know, the kiddos here in a sec. But um, so a woman, the National Institute of Health published this article that says a woman under 20 weeks can lift around 50 pounds. Yeah. And that's a lot. I mean, like, it's a lot of weight. Lift in 50 pounds most of the time anyway. Well, there are definitely... Like a bag of dog food and yeah, yeah, you know. But and this is going to be repetitive, right? Like you, maybe you move furniture, or yeah, you're you know working in a warehouse where you're moving stuff. Like this is repetitive. It's safe. It's not just to yeah. It's not just one time. It's not just one or, time. Yeah. yeah, it's safe to yeah lift that much weight repetitively. So. Like to get to the whole point about your children, because most of us are, you know, a lot of people are getting pregnant and they've got smaller children that they're they weigh 40 pounds and they weigh 40 pounds. If like they're I'm, good on the milk. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, like I remember with my first, my second one, I had a four and a half year old yeah. and I literally carried her up three flights of stairs until I. Delivered. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, and she was definitely 40 or 50 pounds and it's okay to lift your children. You don't have to like deny that that love that love and unless it's hurting yeah. you yeah and then, well, that's then really make some modifications you know your body yeah, yeah listen to your body listen, for sure, I think would listen be. to your body yeah you know your body and if you like my general rule of thumb and you tell me if i'm wrong but if you were doing it before yeah exactly. you were pregnant you're fine to do it now yes your body doesn't suddenly become um, incapable incapable of yeah. you know you know yeah whatever you were doing before yeah. same with exercise yeah. um not to change the subject but no but yeah yeah but lifting and and weightlifting honestly yeah if you and were doing it before doing it before you can do it still do it yeah. yeah anyway so you know i wanted to talk about this myth because um you know i think sometimes unfortunate things happen right we can think about all the whys about it yeah and it it is very unlikely related to something that you did yesterday because you were lifting something heavy. And right. You know, if you experience this loss, just like, it's not your fault. Yeah. You know? It is not your fault. Yeah. Cause I yeah. think we can tell ourselves all different kinds of things. Well, we can convince ourselves that everything is our fault. Yeah. Um, but the reality is that most things are not yeah. your fault. Right. Yeah. And, um, Oh, I just have a couple more things here. Oh my gosh, please do. Yeah. Well, so these are just general guidelines, right? You should always talk to your provider. Always. Um, always talk to your healthcare provider we, about what is appropriate for you in your specific situation. Yes. I would always say err on the side of caution. Absolutely. And, um, you know, if, if you're unsure about something, don't do it. Yeah. Unless you talk to, to your provider. Some reassurance. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's important just to understand, like I was saying before, that like correlation doesn't equal causation. Yes. So that's so important. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. 
Yeah. And thank you for mentioning the provider, like call your provider because, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's never a bad thing to ask Mm-mm. the person who's caring for you. Yeah. And really that's where you should get your information yeah. from. So even yeah. if it differs from what we say, yes. do it any, like listen, listen to, to them, provider. listen to your provider. They know you, they know your history, they know they, your situation, yes. they know all the things about you. And we can't stress and, that enough. Yeah. Listen to your provider yeah. as long as it seems like it's right because yeah. some providers aren't going to be. Yeah. And you can always, you know what we're saying. A second opinion, but um, yes. Yes. Yeah. And exactly. the stuff that we talk about on this podcast are always yes. just generalizations. You should always talk to your providers about specifics to you. Yes. Okay. Man, that was great. Well, that's all I got. Thanks for looking that up. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Well, we hope you feel enlightened. Spread love and laughter. Okay. Have a good day. Bye. Bye.